Good afternoon and welcome to the Football Outsiders live stream for February 24th, 2022. I am Aaron Schatz, editor-in-chief of footballoutsiders.com and your beloved host coming slightly differently than usual because my awesome broadcasting ring light died on me today. So if it seems like I'm broadcasting through the shadows, it's because I am. Uh, Mike Tanier is here and Brian Knowles is here with us today. And if you are watching us on Twitch or YouTube, please uh, make sure to make comments. <coughs> Excuse me. Make comments, ask questions as we talk about the NFC South. We're doing another free agency and offseason preview division by division, and today is the NFC South, and that means we are going deep into cap hell. Uh, this is a, this is the Hades of the salary cap, where uh, the NFC nice South, circle. like you have to fight your way out of salary cap hell over and over and over and over again. And, um, <laughs> Pushing the boulder up the mountain. Basically, yes. Next to Mickey Loomis. So... Uh, Thank you to everybody who's watching and listening. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the show, especially if you're listening afterwards on the Football Outsiders Podcast Network. Give us a review if you haven't yet to help people find the show. Tell your friends about the show. We want them watching and listening too so we can all talk football together every week. But let's get to our friends in the NFC South. And we're going to start with the team that won the division and has the most free agents. If you have been watching or listening to, well, especially if you've been watching these shows, you know that we produce these graphics with the top five free agents to be for each team. If we bring up the graphic for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you'll notice I did the top 10 free agents to be, and I didn't even get to all of the major ones I, there is no, I mean, you know, there there are no depth guys here. There's no Giovanni Bernard here. There's no William Golston here. There's no Steve McClendon. Like OJ Howard is not on this list. Like they have a lot of free agents. You also may have heard that the greatest player in the history of the National Football League is also uh, going to be making bad movies instead of playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Yeah, what is he doing? A road trip movie? It's apparently based on a true story about women who road tripped to see Brady in the 2017 Super Bowl, which I'm going to assume since they want it to have a happy ending, that means the Super Bowl from after the 2016 season. I'm assuming they're talking about the, the Falcons 28-3 comeback Super Bowl. And Brady's playing himself, I take it, not one of the women? I'm sure he's playing himself for about three minutes at the end of the movie. That's going to be my guess. I, I would have, he would have made a good Fast and Furious. Actually, Gronk would make a better Fast and Furious gang uh, uh, person. Uh, Tom Brady would make a good It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Somebody put out a tweet today that was like, one of these tight ends has to go. And it was a picture of Gronk, Kittle, Kelsey, and Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, if you're talking about playing uh, quality, then the answer is Tebow. If you're talking about who would be fun at a party, then I think the answer is Tebow. Yeah. If you're talking about who would be good in the WWE, the answer is definitely Tebow. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so if you want to know who would be good in the next Fast and the Furious movie from between Kittle, Kelsey, and Gronk and Tebow, the answer is uh, Gronk, Kittle, or Kelsey, not Tebow. No, I think they're they are they are a gang of street racers. There, they they work to get you put all three of them in. You get Kittle, Gronk, and uh, Kelsey in there. Tebow's all about family. I, I, I don't he is know. about family, but not he's about, he's about as family. You've seen in the commercials, he doesn't know how to drive around a curve. So, <laughs> <laughs> so T Tampa Bay is currently a million dollars over the cap, according to overthecap.com, but they can get to $68 million under the cap with simple restructures. They can, uh, that is actually eighth in the NFL. Right. They can restructure Shaq Barrett. They can restructure Donovan Smith. They can restructure Levante David. They can restructure Vita Vea. Mm -hmm. Most of those guys get them between eight and ten million dollars. It pushes more money down the line to pay for last year's Super Bowl. But oh my God, everybody on this team is a freaking free agent. And by the way, there's no quarterback. And and mm -hmm. I mean, no quarterback. I mean, not only is Brady retired now. Gabbert is technically a free agent. Yeah. So Bruce Arians with his, we've never seen Blaine Gabbert play for a good team. You never know talk like Gabbert's not even technically on your roster right now. Right. The Buccaneers are kind of in a road diverge at a yellow wood moment. And this is the Robert Frost season. Cause they can, they can either let everyone go or most people go and see what they've got in Kyle Trask and kind of use this season to kind of uh, absorb some of this salary cap hit and set themselves up for the future. And in the NFC South, that might still win the division. Mm -hmm. Or they can just push all the stuff in the future, get the best quarterback out that they can find, bring everyone back, and just roll it back one more year and just blow 2025 up and just have no roster that season. Right. I mean, I think it I think the two I think the first one, I think they don't win the division. If they if they let everybody go and they just, you know, at that point you try to trade Levante David for something, you really rebuild. They could go into a serious major rebuilding year because so many people are leaving. The other one, which is get a somewhat passable quarterback and try to win what looks like the worst division in the NFL right now is definitely doable. But what you get for that is, I guess, a ticket to the tournament without a very good chance to win it. I mean, right. you still have a chance, but. Right. Go out there and get hammered by the Rams as you're. Yeah. Room. I'm not really looking forward to a 10 and seven bucks team led by Jimmy Garoppolo losing to I'm I'm still I'm still going to stand for them here the Dallas Cowboys in the Dallas first round. Cowboys. Yeah, and, and all, you mentioned all the simple extensions. This is going to come up a recurring theme I think in this episode. You mentioned a lot of 30 something guys. Okay? You're talking about like moving David money, Levante David money forward into the future. There were a couple others. There are guys in there like Vita Vea I would put an extension uh, in front of but uh, you're you're putting a lot of money into a lot of older players moving forward with that, and that's not necessarily ideal for no matter how we slice this, it's going to be, well, the end is coming soon, whether it's this year is the end or 2023 is the end, 2024 is the end. You don't want to be paying for guys way past their prime in any of those years. Another uh, uh, variable here is how much longer does Bruce Arians really want to coach the team? Because if Bruce Arians is only planning on sticking around for two or three more years, oh, yeah, push all the money in the future. That's fine. Let that be someone else's problem. Let's compete right. this year. I'll, I'll give me that wild card spot. Give me that divisional spot, and we'll see what happens from there. And fixing it will be someone else's problem. Right. But that like, sounds like a more realistic possibility. Bruce Arians decides he's got two more years. 
Let's push everything to the future. Let's try to win in 2022 and 2023. And then I'm retiring and we blow it up. I don't know. Light makes a lot of these decisions and he's in for the long haul at GM. This isn't like a coach GM who can kind of do that. That's also true. That is also true. And you put, you push all these things around just about everybody on this list that we're seeing here is gone, is gone. Godwin is gone. There's no way they're going to move things around to kind of return him. Um, obviously you're not going to mess around with the running backs. Obviously Damakong Sue's going to go to the highest bidder. I can't imagine Gronk coming back without Brady. Even if yeah, no- I find the idea that Gronk is even thinking about still playing a surprise. Like yeah. I thought, I thought when he came back, when Brady goes, he goes. Right. Yeah. Right. So maybe extend Carl- you put an offer in front of Carlton Davis, a little bit younger guy you can bring him, but Everything you see here looks like it's gone. And when you go back to the second tier, yeah, there's a strong roster still left behind. It's not a roster you're going to do much more than win nine, ten games. And there far. are not clear replacements for most of these players. Like yeah. there's um, Keyshawn Vaughn could play running back, right. and there's Joe Tryon Shorinka. Tryon Shorinka. Tryon. Joe Tryon. Uh, is an easy replacement for Jason Pierre-Paul. But with the Ndamukong Sue and William Golston both being free agents, that's both of your five tech ends. Right. Carlton Davis is a free agent. There's not really, you know, that you at that you only have two other cornerbacks, really. Right. I mean, look at what happened to them this year with cornerback. They don't want to have to go down into the depths. And, oh, by the way, Richard Sherman is also a free agent. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's no tight ends because the one tight end they have left would be Cameron Brait, and Brait is apparently a cut candidate at a five million dollar caps cap number. So that would leave them with no tight ends. Also, we don't really know, know anything about their 2021 draft class because most of them didn't get much of a chance to play. So maybe they're very confident that I don't know Robert Hainsley can step in and play st- starting center or something here. We don't know because we didn't get to see any of these guys. Right. So, right. Except for Tryon. No. Yes. Yes. It's going to be very interesting because they have the most options, I think, of any of the teams in this division, and it's going to be really interesting to see which direction they decide to pull in. Yeah, this this really seems to me like all the guys that you can do a restructure on who are under whatever, 28 and good, you do that, you get yourself cap compliant, you get yourself a little bit of wiggle room that you can make some offers to some of these free agents, maybe one-year deals, whatever, and then you really – trying to take a logical approach to your quarterback situation. You've got you've got sort of a grace period. You want a Super Bowl two years ago, everybody knows your situation. If you're farting in Trubisky or you're somebody like that for a year while you're trying to come up with a better plan, you know, everybody there, no one's going to lose their job there over that. So, do you, do you think you go bigger than Trubisky? Do you think they go after, like, Garoppolo? Every- I don't think Garoppolo makes sense with – for the Buccaneers specifically, they need a, a Garoppolo type makes a lot of sense. But if you were f- fun to find a quarterback for Bruce Arians, five yards and over the middle is probably the exact wrong kind of guy to get. Right. In other words, when you say a Garoppolo type, you mean Garoppolo's like sort of contract and trade status type, not his. Yeah. Right. You don't want a quarterback that has the skills of Garoppolo, yeah, but you want listen. someone who's in his sort of career time period. Yeah, yeah, his career time period, his contract, his general level of overall talent, just a different different set of specific skills. Right, right. And that, that eliminates Garoppolo yeah. because of the downfield style of the offense. I think it eliminates Bridgewater, really, although Bridgewater threw downfield pretty People well. People want last year Bridgewater threw. 
Yeah, I, I don't want that to be the centerpiece of what he's doing. It takes Mariota. Mariota is getting a lot of buzz as a guy you could grab. That takes him out of the equation. How That's about, why it's uh, risky because he can he can kind of throw deep, you know. So here's a name. How about a uh, free agent quarterback, Jameis Winston? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. It would fit what they want to do, right? It it makes a, a alarming amount of sense, and it would be the most hilarious option. So that is what I'm pulling for. Really run it back. Run it all the way back. <laughs> well, that is a clear uh, that is a clear transition moment for us to get into the New Orleans Saints, isn't it? So let's oh talk boy. about the New Orleans Saints uh, because the New Orleans Saints on their list of big free agents, the number one guy I listed was I don't know if you've heard of this gentleman, Jameis Winston, mm -hmm. their starting quarterback. Obviously, look, Teron Armstead is the stud at his position compared to these other guys, but quarterback is the most important position. And Winston, right, they were nowhere near as good once Winston got injured last year. So Winston is the biggest free agent. And New Orleans, as we all know, is um, basically the GDP of China over the cap. 75, 80, 85? 75, 75 million over the cap right now as we speak. They can get under with restructures, according to overthecap.com, but they would have to restructure so many guys. <laughs> I, I went through the calculator and found out you could actually easily get under the cap if you restructure Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchick, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, Andrews Pete, Cameron Jordan, and Bradley Roby. That's all. You're just paying them for the next 25 years, and you're right under the salary cap and ready to compete. One of whom Definitely does not want to play for you anymore. Yep. One of whom just punched somebody in a bar and is a running back. Yep. One of whom is Taysom freaking Hill, and he's third on the list of bad ideas. Yep. So what, what you're saying, Brian, because I like because Brian and I have been going back and forth a little bit all over the place on this is you've got to do some of these restructures. Like a guy like Roby might make sense, for example. Yeah. Uh, but then you have to do cuts of veterans as well to have it make any kind of sense. Yeah. And who, and who are we thinking of in terms of, I think Malcolm Jenkins off the top of my head would be a, a cut. Yeah. We, we're kind of going back and forth. We, we've been going back and forth about how bad the same situation actually yes. is, whether it's terrible or extraordinarily terrible. I think that's the difference right. we have here. Um, right, right. You're like the token person going against me, <laughs> like, like, or I'm the token person going against you. You know, because everyone saw, oh, the Saints are eighty million dollars over the cap. They're terrible. I blow everything up. Everything's going to be disaster. And then that that's slightly overstating it because they did plan for this. This is the situation they wanted to be in, for God knows who what reason. But this is why they wanted to be here. And so people saw, oh, you can restructure so many of these deals. Oh, they're going to be fine. Well, that's an overreaction to what's going on because, as you say, you're going to have to restructure players who you probably don't want to be paying in three years. So I think what, what makes me think they're in better situation than another team in the division who we're going to get to is the fact that it is a talented roster. They were in the play. They were in the playoffs up until halftime of week 18. So you have a core of a team that can get there and win some games in a bad division. But do you really want to be spending so much money in the future on a team that might come close to making the playoffs and your quarterback is Taysom Hill. I feel like they keep kicking this can down the road. They can do it. Like they can just keep restructuring guys every year and just keep kicking money down the road. But what that's a recipe for is it's a recipe for a team that wins eight or nine games every year. Less they have to pay the Piper eventually. And it makes a lot of sense to do it this year. 
they they win eight or nine games if they find a quarterback which does not exist on the roster right now. And they draft exceptionally for the next couple of years, which they haven't done a lot in the draft recently. Obviously, they gave up a first-round pick to, to go out and get Davenport a couple of years ago, et cetera. It's a recipe for a team that's winning six or seven games every year, unless the, the Panthers just go completely belly up and give you two wins a year. Do you think and, that they can restructure enough guys to get Winston back on the roster and make him the starter next year? I don't no, that's that's your problem because Winston, um, I think you need ten million as a low ball with everybody searching and their mother searching for a quarterback right now. That isn't going to cost a lot. I think that's going to be ten million. So now we're up at eighty-five million that you have to put in place, and if you do that, you have cut somebody, somebody significant. Um, and you don't have receivers. There's Traquan. There's your number one receiver. Well, there's Michael Thomas. Unless you figure out a way to trade or cut him. Mm-hmm. He's your number one receiver. Cutting After him, that, there's nothing. Yeah, cutting Michael Thomas doesn't make any sense. That only frees up two million dollars of cap space this this year. You, if, you, right. if you're getting rid of him, it's got to be in a trade. Saying, "Hey, here's a top five receiver who might be hurt and never play again. What do you want to give for? If they can get a Stefan Dig kind of deal for him and get like a, a high draft pick to let someone else take the gamble that he's going to be, you know, Michael Thomas again. I yes. think you do that. You, 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 do. you do that without thinking about it. You do. You do. Um, and so, and again, all these guys, like you mentioned, the restructuring. It's like I said, Ramchick, yeah, restructure Ramchick, move that money. That's a perfectly good move. All these thirty something, all these guys that you are pushing down the line, they're in decline. Cameron Hayward's a phenomenal player. I was at the Super Bowl. He was standing there with a microphone in his hand. He is ready. He has got one step in a booth somewhere. Uh, the moment he slips down the line, I don't know what what the status of Demario Davis is moving forward. You're talking about a 33 year old linebacker. He's one of your starters. Okay, so. Yeah, Malcolm Jenkins, like you said, Malcolm yeah. Jenkins is obviously is not going to be part of the next great Saints team. Right. These are starters. There is not a lot on your bench. There is no money to get another human. The, the, the big thing is they must – the contract they gave to Taysom Hill puts them in such a bind. If they are right and Taysom Hill takes the rare 33-year-old leap and becomes yeah. the quarterback, they are actually going to be okay. Probably not much better than okay, but okay. They they have so much money on on a position that's just not – it doesn't work. Taysom Hill is not a, a good NFL starting quarterback. He's better than some of the memes when they first – you know, they first were using him. But he's not someone you can push all the money for it for, it for with. You used the title him. asks, didn't they restructure Taysom Hill during the season already? They extended they him. <laughs> they yeah. did. I think to sort of create the situation where they could do this. And it's like you're putting money into a bad car at this point. It's like, it's like I still have 26 car payments on the car I wrecked. You know what I'm going to do to solve that problem? I'm going to extend the payments out another year. That is so much of what the Saints are doing. It's like a revolving debt nightmare. So we can talk about how they can keep their house, you know, and how they can get food on the table. But we can't talk about moving forward and being successful in any meaningful way with this team. I yeah. feel a little sorry for Dennis Allen because when Allen was the head coach of the Raiders, he went eight and twenty-eight. But he was coming off of a team with a, in a terrible salary cap situation who, after years of overspending, and they didn't really have a quarterback. So now, of course, he gets a second job of being a head coach. And oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> Colonel Kurtz says okay or a little better than okay may win this division. I mean, that's true. If you want to shoot for that, you can shoot for that. But how many years will that be the case? And um, yay, so you go into the first round of the playoffs so you can lose to whichever team finished second in the NFC West. 
Yeah, that, that's the that's the meme of every team. But if the Buccaneers want to do some goofy stuff, they can win this division. If the Saints max it out and Taysom Hill has like some sort of I don't know Jalen Hurts esque year, you can win the division. If um, the Falcons go all in, and we'll talk about them in a minute, they could possibly win this division. And if if the if the Panthers trade everything for Kirk Cousins and everybody gets healthy, they could possibly win this. But that's your absolute – all four of these teams, that's your ceiling. Your ceiling is they you beat the other crappy teams and get the hell beat out of you by your Cowboys. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the Falcons, let's get to them. The Atlanta yes. Falcons, who are also $13 million over the cap, according to overthecap.com. They can be twelve, only twelve million under with restructures. They they do not have a lot of players they can restructure, but they don't have a ton of big free agents either. They also start. Um, they 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 you know Corderell Patterson. I got to think that Corderell Patterson is going to be like, well, this is the team that figured out how to use me. I guess they do have a lot of free agents, but a lot of them are backups. I didn't include here the punter and kicker are free agents. Yeah, oh great. The, the Falcons need everything, and they have no money to pay for anybody, which is a, which, 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 in my opinion, makes that worse than, than the Saints. Because the Saints they have, have no wide receivers because Calvin Ridley wants out, and Russell Gage is a free agent, and there's like nobody behind them. Yeah, the, the, I, I went through the roster, and I think there are six players on the Falcons who you have. You have you have a tight you have you are good at tight end with Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be uh, nice and say you have three offensive linemen and Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom, and Matt Hennessy. Right. Then you've got Grady Jarrett. And you got AJ Terrell. Yep. That's it. You need everything else. Even you need a you need a quarterback at some point because Matt Ryan is getting old and he's going to be fifty million a cap hit next season. You need a running back because Cordell Patterson's a free agent. You need one to three wide receivers depending on the various status of all their players. You need two edge rushers. You need two inside linebackers. You need two cornerbacks to go behind Terrell. You need two safeties. Hey, and you need your kicker and punter because they're both free agents. You need everything. And you have $12.9 million of workable cap space if you extend everybody. And, you and by the way, you also may be completely deluded as to how good you are because this team, as we know, totally overperformed its play-by-play, was ridiculously good in close games last year, 30th in DVOA despite yeah. being 7-10. and 10. Like, they are pretty rock bottom other than – well, I mean, we can argue about Matt Ryan because I know, Mike, you feel like the Roethlisberger – Canary in the coal mine has sung already with Ryan. Yes. And, and and I don't think I was looking at it. We can't accordion file Matt Ryan's contract any further, even if we want to. Can no. we? That's been everything's sitting in bonus money right now. The only player they could really move to get any cap space is Grady Jarrett, who's one of their six good players. You know, yes. they, they uh, Ryan and Jake Matthews alone make up 35% of the salary cap, and over half of that is bonus money, which can't be moved. They can't move that in any way. And even if they could move it, it'd be chaotic to do such a thing for Matt Ryan. You mentioned Corderell Patterson. There's going to be offers. There's going to be big offers for Corderell Patterson. If next I'm a Debo team, Samuel. <laughs> next Debo Samuel. Or, yeah, it was like, I'm going to get this return man who can do this stuff. Yeah. The idea that a team like the Chargers got cap space isn't going to say, yeah, we can find 15 different roles for him. Yeah, the, somebody's going to make that offer for him, thinking they're going to get – forget Debo, they're going to get Corderell Patterson. So, yeah, he's gone – you're talking me into them being they're in better they're in worse real life okay. they're they're worse shape than the saints i think if i if i isolated it at salary cap which is kind of pedantic i would still say the saints are worse but they're just in worse shape yeah than, yeah than the there's a not a lot 
there is not a lot that's going to be left here. Right. Right. And and it's it's hard for them to even clean up and start over because yeah, right. of the Ryan situation. Yeah, they 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 were stuck cuz in my opinion, no team in this division has their 2023 quarterback on the roster at this point in time. And that includes Matt Ryan. Because when you after this season, you're going to save about, I think it's about $30 million in cap space if you cut him after 2022. And unless he has an incredible throwback, he's unless 2016 Matt Ryan is coming to that door, I think you have to do that just to get your team back into back into financial health. And, and that means you draft a quarterback in the first round. That's why I'm going to be I'm going to be mocking until the cows come home. They just simply have to do this. Have to do. This. They can't come to the end of the season like, oh, let's do Ryan for another year because you know he threw for another 4,600 yards and it looked kind of sort of okay at times against bad opponents. They've got to do that. And once you do that, you can't do anything else because that's your first round pick. You do not have any flexibility to assign anybody, and that's that. Well, Colonel Kurtz, uh, who is a Falcons fan, says, please, no quarterback. So, okay. I mean, it's not a good year for quarterbacks, but you're right. Like, there needs to be some sort of heir apparent in Atlanta. Right. Right. I don't know if Josh Rosen is the answer there. I'm not going to put words in Colonel Kurtz's mouth. I think a lot of uh, not in round one than than none, probably, Mm -hmm. Colonel. I I think most Falcons fans think they can get another year or two out of Matt Ryan. I, I just... It's at best, it's incredibly right. If the off ramp is clearly there after this year, then what you're getting out of Matt Ryan is one more year. Because if the off ramp is clearly there, they're going to need to take it. Yes, and I love the idea Colonel Kent said about the Saints should sign Corderell and throw him in the hill with Taysom in the backfield with a wing tee. And that would be fun if there was any money in New Orleans to to sign a Corderell. But you, there is no money in New Orleans to go out and sign that guy to do something fun. Could the Eagles do that? I would find that entertaining as heck here in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, but I don't think the Saints can do that. Yeah. Joey Suck says this division might be early 2000s NFC West bad. Let, let, let's, not, let's not speak things into existence we can't unspeak. So. <laughs> Jeff Fisher poofs <laughs> out, of a, out of a bag somewhere. CCX3 what, what does Ridley get them? I, you know – it's interesting because it's it's hard to discuss mental health issues because um, I don't know what Ridley's current mental health situation is. There's a psychologist out there who has a much better idea of it than I do. Does he want to come back and play? Is the issue his, was the issue that he didn't want to play football or he wasn't in the right mindset to play football or was it that he didn't want to play for the Falcons specifically? Like, I don't really know what the situation is, but if he's ready to play, the talent is there that they could definitely, I would think get a second rounder for. Yeah. They can get a mid round pick. They can get a day two pick. I think for no problem. If everyone's convinced this is good for him and we just don't have enough information to speculate on that. Right. And frankly, we don't know Michael Thomas's overall situation either, which puts him kind of in a mystery box as well. You right, but it's a little easier to talk about physical injuries with Thomas than it is yeah. whatever was the deal with Ridley this year. Yeah. All right, so the poor Falcons. Let's let's talk about the last team in this poor, unfortunate division, and that is the Carolina Panthers, who are $7 million under the cap but can be $40 million under the cap with restructures and um, – they uh, have some interesting free agents. There's definitely like, you know, I keep talking about some red on the board. Like if you look at our lads, there's definitely some red on the board. But mm-hmm. um, most of their 
players are top players are not free agents. Although Jermaine Carter was a huge part of their defense this year. Hassan Reddick was a huge part of their defense this year. Um, you know, I mean, this is a team that seems to be running in place. They can't really believe that Darnold is still the future. I, it's a shock that they believed that he was the future a year ago. Um, the defense is probably good enough to win the division if there's a real quarterback here because the receivers are, you know, they have good receivers, DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall and, and Robbie Anderson. And um, it's they just – they don't have an offensive quarterback or an offensive line, so it's really hard to, to do uh, get behind them unless they get both of those pieces. And yep. they, they don't have any day two draft picks because their their round two pick is gone for Sam Darnold. The round three, I think, is uh, for the CJ Henderson trade. They have yeah. nothing to move around, so they can't. So if even because I've been thinking a Garoppolo type would make a lot of sense uh, in Carolina, but they don't have the right picks unless they want to de deal a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, which number one, you know, do not do that, but. Mm they don't have any way to get someone like that in. So I don't know what the answer is for them at quarterback. And they want one so bad there. It's like broadcasting yeah. all over jump street that, that they're trying to make something like this happen. And that means like McCaffrey might be like the, the, the I don't know if he even moves the needle for any of these teams. Like you're not going to trade McCaffrey to the 49ers. Be like, yeah, yeah, right. Whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it's just, uh, well, we were saying yesterday with running backs, the way it is with these injured running backs is they're worth more to you than what you can get for them because what yes. you can get for them is not that high because they keep getting injured, so nobody wants to give up a lot of draft value for McCaffrey at that price coming off two years of injuries. Right. He's a sunk cost, whereas at least you can still be getting your value out of him. So Reddick is going to go. He's going to be like the bell of the ball in free agency. Yeah, that's the guy who really discovered himself late in his career. He really, all of a right. sudden, well, the last two years came along and was been fantastic. Yeah, they made him a full-time edge rusher. Early in his career, he was positionless. Let's move him all over creation here, and that didn't work. Pin your ears back and go. That's the thing. Cardinals let him walk. The Panthers now have no choice to let him walk. And any contender that's got a few dollars to run together is going to be making a big run at Reddick. Like, I can't imagine that Carolina, like, if you're Stefan Gilmore, why do you want to go back to Carolina? Why don't you want to go play for a contender somewhere? Like, I, you know. Remember, you just bring it, brought up the Henderson trade. Remember when it made sense, like, last September for like a week for them to bring guys in? Yeah, the 3 0 yeah. Panthers. They really talked themselves into that 3 0 start, man. They really did. And, like, yeah, we're bringing in assets. And now it's like, uh, we can't get rid of them fast enough. Yeah, it, it, like the, the 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 trade that would make a lot of sense if they could send a second round pick and Darnold to San Francisco for Garoppolo. You give Darnold one more chance to recover somewhere else. You probably have to eat some of Darnold's contract. That make a lot of sense. They don't have any mid round draft picks. They 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 traded away all of their assets to be able to do anything. Going all in on Sam Darnold being the guy. <laughs> Patrick Sealy says the Panthers should just tank and clear the cap for bad quarterbacks for the next draft. Should just tank and clear the cap is the story of the entire NFC South right yes. now. Yes. They're all <laughs> trying to get the last place. They all clear everything, and they're all, like, trying to lose the game against each other. It's a prisoner's dilemma because one team, whatever team decides they want to have the most trouble next year, will win this division in 2022. Just who wants to be put themselves in the bad situation next year? Because any of them can do it. Hey, I will point out two fourth seeds just did make the Super Bowl. So, you know, maybe there's excitement about being a fourth seed. Well, Rule can't tank because he'll get fired. Yep. Okay. Uh, 
Arians could tank because no one's going to get fired, but he won't. Um, I don't know. It's looking at Dennis Allen. He's the guy who can just go out there and tank and go back to being a defensive coordinator anyway. So, but I, no one's going to do that. But it, but it is an interesting question. Like, what if all these guys just just sort of give up and everyone cuts salary? Like, like how would this how would this shake out? Wait for that five and twelve uh, fourth seed to go into the playoffs, right? <laughs> Or as Colonel Kurt says, they can just trade McCaffrey to Cincinnati so that Cincinnati can then put in Samaje Perrine on third and one, right? (laughs) I I was liking C-Mac to Cincinnati. That would be fun to watch. I did discover I had no idea, but uh, Ezer Kamara uh, from uh, last year's Hard Knocks is apparently in Carolina now. I don't remember him. Who's that? He was on Hard Knocks. He was like the edge rusher from Ivory Coast who wanted to make the team. Oh, cool. Did you watch any of the Indianapolis midseason hard knocks? No, I don't have HBO. Yeah, I like I have HBO and I didn't watch it. I, 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 you know, I've got too much going on during the season to watch hard knocks. I think they discovered that. I, I am, I am curious because, you know, I'm sure they had to edit around an elephant in that particular room a lot of times. Well, yes. Um, speaking of rolling things back, says useful title. Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina. Bridgewater, do you have any sense? I'll throw it to you, Brian. Any sense of where Bridgewater fits in this grand circus of? I think Bridgewater is 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 the you know he's the goat under the under the, uh, behind the third door. Like we tried, we tried to get you know we tried we tried to get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. We couldn't do that. We tried to get Kirk Cousins and that didn't happen. We tried to get Jimmy Garoppolo. We never going to do that. I guess we'll settle for. Do we like Jameis Winston or Teddy Bridgewater? Well, what kind? What what's your flavor of uninspiring quarterback? Do you want right? <laughs> do you want do you want the chuck it downfield and deal with interceptions, or do you want the two inch passes? Yeah, yeah. Co the legend is definitely late to the stream, asking if the NFC South is potentially the most chaotic division where all four teams could possibly have a new starting quarterback. Yeah, we said earlier. None of these teams currently have the starting quarterback for 2023 on the roster. Mm-hmm. because of the fact that the Falcons have the off-ramp for Ryan after one more year. And, yeah, this division looks terrible. It looks like whichever team decides that they want to kick their salary cap down the road farther gets to win this division and be the fourth seed and lose to whoever finished second in the NFC West in the first round of next year's playoffs. I'm not sure I would call it chaotic because that inca- chaos implies a bit of energy and movement going on. I think this is going to be kind of a wet flop of a division to a certain yeah. extent. Neutral evil. I think this its alignment is neutral yeah. evil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to finish things up with that because, I mean, that thing about the NFC South is th- there's so little promise here. This has been, I think, our quickest divisional show because what is there to say? It's a wreck. Everything's a wreck here. And it's like, we'll know more in a few weeks. Guys will get franchised. The, the, the contracts will be restructured and we'll have a little sense of it. But it's still, when free agency starts, everybody's going to be sitting on their hands in this particular division. Yeah, so. no one has, no one really has money. Uh, even <laughs> if they restructure guys, no one really has money. They're lucky if they have money to bring back any of their own guys. Yeah. All right, that does it for the show. Thank you all for watching and listening to the NFC South Free Agency Preview. Uh, Brian, thank you for joining us. Mike, thank you for joining me. And uh, to next week, Mike and I will be in Indianapolis. 
And therefore, Scott Spratt will be hosting the show. So join Scott Spratt next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern with Rob Weintraub, and they will be talking about the AFC North, where Rob can gush about his beloved Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> and complain, complain about calls in the Super Bowl. I can hardly wait. Scott can respond by reminding him that the Baltimore Ravens had a ridiculously bad record in close games, a ridiculous number of injuries, and have the easiest projected schedule in the NFL for next year. Also, join the Splash Play guys tomorrow at 2.30 for more fantasy football talk and maybe even a little USFL talk. Who knows? The 80s are back. The 80s are back, baby. I'm still young again. In pog form. All right. Thank you all for joining us again next Wednesday. Scott Spratt and Rob Weintraub, 1 p.m. Enjoy your weekends, folks. We're out of here.